At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. It is our number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. We continue our early week thoughts on the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Back with Mike Pritchard, former Colorado Buffalo national champion and a decade-long NFL wide receiver. Played in the playoffs. You, mm-hmm. uh, you had some good playoff success, Mike. Yeah. And, and you, you found your way into divisional round a weekend a couple times. Yeah, you know, it, it, j- it just changes. I mean, the focus, and you're right, uh, step up in class, too, when you think about yeah. it. I mean, you can be highly familiar with one team, uh, and in my case, my rookie year, highly familiar with the Saints. Played them, obviously, the third time around. I was able to beat them in New Orleans, and then we went to Washington. Uh, this was the 91 step Washington. Up in class. A very <laughs> huge step up in class. And we had played them earlier in the year and got our butts whipped, uh, and then got to the playoffs and got our butts whipped. Uh, it's like the second time around, it was not going to be any different. We we couldn't run the football, so we were kind of one-dimensional uh, as a run and shoot, and then the weather um, messed with us too. So, uh, you know, a balanced team like that who could run it, throw it, play solid defense, obviously they went on and uh, won the Super Bowl that year too against Buffalo. But uh, I, I think those teams like that are teams in which uh, you can identify. I mean, we just talked about San Francisco, right? As Dallas is, they have the roster, but can they duplicate or replicate the same type of mm-hmm. performance like they just had on a shorter week uh, situation. And then on the other side, off a of bye week, you know, Philly, you know, are they going to start fast or are they going to start slow? What's going to happen there from an execution standpoint? Kansas City, they seemingly have continuity on their side. So you would assume as a better that they're going to start off fast, but yeah. it could be the other way because 
you know, sometimes Kansas City does start off slow, right? Uh, so then Jacksonville, I mean, I mean, what are they going to uh, bring to the table too? So this, this Final Four situation is so intriguing. It always is. It always is. Mike Pritchard, five catches, 56 yards in his first divisional game, but the, uh, the Falcons did not cover. You were, no. you were catching 11 and a half at <laughs> yeah. one of the great, uh, great single-season NFL teams of all time, the Washington Redskins, yeah. who uh, won that game 24-7 to as 11 and a half point favorites, uh, at least for this week. It, it's funny how you have the teams coming off buys trying to figure out where their psyche will be at and then the early starts. How about two teams that looked really unimpressive over the weekend in narrow wins? Neither the Bills nor the Bengals covered. It's a matchup that we were about to get a couple Monday nights ago before DeMar Hamlin uh, had, had collapsed on the field and fortunately has now made essentially a full recovery. DeMar was unable to be at the game for the Bills this past weekend, but is back in Buffalo and, and doing really well. Uh, yet that was in the first quarter of the last meeting between mm -hmm. the Bills and Bengals that we figured would determine a lot as far as playoff positioning. Now they meet each other. So much has happened in the last two weeks. Bills narrowly get by the Dolphins 34-31 blow a 17-point lead, while the Bengals needed a miraculous 99-yard fumble return touchdown <laughs> at the goal line after a, a, just a befuddling decision by Tyler Huntley, the Ravens quarterback, to win the game by 7, 24-17. How do you think this plays out with, uh, in, you know, how do you, how do you imagine with two teams coming off disappointing performances, they'll square off against each other? Yeah, I mean, we focus so much on the quarterbacks, and I think this year has separated, at least myself, as a better, the notion that the quarterback means so much. I mean, I, there's there's certain quarterbacks that do, right? And and I think influencing the number uh, from that standpoint too. Like you got a matchup with Joe Burrow and and Josh Allen, and, but Josh Allen, um, you know, he he's a great great player, but he hasn't been playing great lately, you know, it, it, or, or even the entire season. And we'll go over that. And then Joe Burrow, um, at the beginning of the year the appendectomy and then the slow start the offensive line and now they got offensive line issues we'll get deeper in that too but i'm looking at adjustments and i'm looking at where these teams can go i'm looking at buffalo bills defense without von miller that's not getting pressure uh, and have to bring linebackers and, and they're okay mm -hmm. maybe exposing the secondary a little bit the secondary that obviously has some injuries but now they got a matchup a favorable matchup because of what's going on with with cincinnati and then cincinnati's defense uh, missing some key players uh, from that last year's run. And Will Hill, who was just on the program, mentioned that too. So offensively, I, I think uh, they are both very, very dynamic offenses. Um, where there could be advantage and advantage for Buffalo is what we saw last week uh, with uh, Huntley and Baltimore. You have to involve Josh Allen in the running game. You have to. Uh, and if you can do that, then certainly at home, uh, maybe you can find a way to back Buffalo, but I, five points is interesting, though, right? It's a lot I of mean, points. It's a lot of points now. Uh, that way, you know, even at four points, it, it's still a lot of points in my opinion. But uh, I don't know how you would bet Buffalo by laying it. I, I can't. I, there's more options with with the Bengals at this point from a betting standpoint. Feels very stay away-ish early. Or that day. too. Consensus minus five to mm -hmm. Buffalo, forty-eight the total. This is now a third consecutive week. The Cincinnati Bengals have lost to linemen. Only, only the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals, only two teams who had the same starting 5-0 linemen their first 15 games of the season. Lael Collins, the right tackle, goes out after the 15th game. He's now on IR. Alex Kappa goes out the following week in the season finale as he remains out. And then it was confirmed yesterday, yeah, Jonah Williams is now week-to-week, -week, dislocated kneecap. He goes out mid-game last week. 
So last two weeks, ever since the Bengals were less than 100% full strength on the offensive line, they've averaged 2.8 yards per carry on 38 rush attempts, 38 for 106 over the last two weeks against Baltimore. Now against a Buffalo run defense that is fifth in an, on an EPA per play basis on the full season and ninth in the last six weeks. If it's one-dimensional, it, despite some of the Buffalo concerns in the secondary, it's a little concerning from, from the Cincinnati perspective, not only from the run perspective, unable to open up holes for the run game, but also protecting Joe Burrow, who kind of looked like the Joe Burrow of last year, under siege all the time in that game against Baltimore. Yeah, one of the things that stood out to me uh, for Baltimore is that, you know, the tendencies and, and understanding um, the players that they're facing again for the third time, right? And so you have those advantages. Uh, Buffalo preparation for Cincinnati earlier this year, uh, we know what happened. Uh, now, the tendencies and what you realize and what you can use to go up against the Cincinnati offensive line, that comes back into play too, right? The whole rematch nature uh, of this matchup. But I, I thought Buffalo, uh, excuse me, Baltimore would have more distinct advantages uh, mm. from that standpoint, and it showed. It, it really did. Uh, and there were some wrinkles in that game that Baltimore used that, that I think Buffalo can use as well. But you wonder if they get outside the box that they've been in as an offense and and can get to those things. I mean, I think defensively, too, uh, they're going to stay true to who they are. They're not going to change too much. Um, they're going to uh, replace and adapt if they have to in terms of injuries. Uh, but they just have to play better, right? Uh, and, but you're right. I mean, if you can slow down that running game for uh, Cincinnati, that's your path if you're Buffalo because now uh, it gets difficult for Burrow, even with Chase, even with Higgins, even with Boyd, even with uh, Hayden Hurst. I mean, all these guys, I mean, it still gets difficult uh, the more one-dimensional you become. And when, how is that translated for Burrow last two weeks? 74 pass attempts, only 424 yards, 5.7 yards per attempt. Mm. Outside of a couple specific deep shots, Burrow just hasn't had the time. Right. And because defenses are understanding the, the weakness of the run game, they forced him to check the ball down. Remember, remember we did the show on a, on a Tuesday after Joe Burrow made the memory. He had those famous comments after a Sunday night loss to Baltimore where he said, we didn't, he didn't have a single attempt 20 yards downfield. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? We just had to give, take what the defense was giving us. Yeah. And that, you, you have to think that that's a, a pretty logical outcome for what could happen on Sunday where he just isn't able to take any deep shots. Right. I mean, think about that game, like the opening drive for Cincinnati. I think they had 14 play drive and it was a field goal. That's a win for a defense. Like the philosophy defensively with two high safeties, yeah, between the 20s, okay, we're not going to give up any big plays. We're not going to let you do that. But you're going to matriculate. Uh, you're going to get into the red area. Now, all of a sudden, you're not going to be efficient. And you're not going to score touchdowns. And we can hold you to field goals. And uh, if we can do that as a defense, that's a win, especially if we have a high-powered offense. So it's the complementary nature of football. Again, I, I keep referring to that. Uh, and, and if you can establish that and get to it as a team, uh, that's, there's your edges, right? And that's how you can win games and make them easier. From a mm -hmm. betting standpoint, you know, is five points enough um, to to take uh, in understanding that Cincinnati could be compromised uh, in a big way. Uh, and then do you lay five points with Buffalo when a lot of variables are out there, yeah. right? And, and so to me, it's like other, you know, other angles like team totals or, or even if you want to dabble in the total situation. I mean, I, the spread, I, I just, I'm staying away from it right now. I am as well. It starts on the Buffalo side with Josh Allen, though, at quarterback. Mm -hmm. Three more turnovers last week, two picks and a fumble return for a touchdown against a Bengal defense that's been top 12 in both pass and rush efficiency over the final six weeks of the season. 
What do you expect to, the Buffalo offense to look like this week with how erratic Allen's been just protecting the ball? Yeah, well, so they're stubborn enough to overcome the mistakes. Like, they're going to accept them because it's Josh Allen, right? And he's everything to that offense. What they need to do, though, is involve Josh Allen and, and make him a playmaker with his legs. Uh, we saw Huntley turn into that uh, a little bit. He stumbled. I, I think that would have been a touchdown if he didn't stumble on one of those plays. Mm-hmm. He had two lead blockers uh, on the perimeter. <laughs> and so that that was a, a well-designed play and, and called at the right time. And that's that's another variable, I, I think, when you're looking at Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills offense. Yeah, he can make things happen. He can throw the ball everywhere. He's got a strong arm. Uh, but they have to have designed running plays to kind of either break down Cincinnati or take advantage of numbers to a weak side of the field situation or or formation even. I mean, that's discovery uh, within the game. But you have to go into the game uh, with that already planned in place. And so uh, if Buffalo can do that and, and involve six eligibles, I, they got a great chance of winning this game. I have to believe that from a play-calling perspective, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, they understand that too. At, at a certain point, I don't care who you are as a quarterback, when you're leading the league in overall turnovers – you got to do some things differently, especially in a game like this that's a division around. So yeah. I'm totally with you. Tyler Huntley rushed for 54 yards last week. Josh Allen averages about 47 and a half rush yards per game on the season. That rushing prop probably going to be in the low 40s range. That's maybe that's your angle. Yeah, I, I like that. I don't. Those numbers have not been posted yet, mm-hmm. but that's one I would target. Yeah, I absolutely. have to believe Buffalo looks to looks to Allen more on the run game. Yeah, staying away from the spread, looking at other angles for that matchup. I can't wait to see where that number posts. We're going to be in communication when that number does come out on Josh Allen with the rushing prop for this week. Uh, As of now, though, no place for us on what should be a great game, Buffalo and Cincinnati. Up next, right route, wrong route with Mike Pritchard. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Big thanks to the whole crew today as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line. Brian Ortega, our outstanding producer behind the glass. It's rare that Ortega and I actually agree on something, Pritch. But is it rare? Him, uh, somewhat. Okay. I mean, we're both Packer fans, but right. you know, he's the two-time owner, yeah. so he's got a little more panache than I do. He's got more shares than you. He's got more shares than I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ortega's, yeah, there he is. There's Brian. For those of us, <laughs> those of you watching on our uh, on YouTube TV or the Packers app. fans can't uh, battle though. Yeah, uh, I'm saying in general, okay. like NFL philosophy. So, okay. But he and I do both love up San Francisco this week, which is going to be a theme of our. Uh, right route, wrong route. So it was great to show uh, Mr. Ortega back there. Andrew Ingold, also our technical director. Uh, we have John Brown, Mikhail Bala, Andre Pariso, Rob Moreno, Troy Kinch, all in the house today here at Circa. 49ers will make the right route, but let's just continue the Bills train of thought here for a second, Pritch. Yeah. We just talked about Bills, Bengals. They are on your wrong route this week. Why? Well, uh, because, I mean, it is about Josh Allen, you know, and... um you know, I'll start right, right now with, with this notion from NFL research. And, you know, Josh Allen has 16 interceptions through the playoffs right so far. And it's 22 giveaways uh, this year. Um, and we were talking about this during the break. You know, you go back to that Jets game uh, in which they lost uh, 17 to 20. Uh, a couple of costly interceptions right there. And uh, But, you know, the loss against the Dolphins, Josh Allen pulled the string. It could have made some plays, fumbled a snap, those kind of things. And... Um, and then we saw last week uh, some issues uh, arising as well. Like, if, if that offense and what the Bills do is revolving around Josh Allen, then, okay, make him the focal point. And I think they're not mm-hmm. doing that. I think they're trying to protect him, uh, you know, keep him away from harm's way, if you will, in terms of design runs and, and getting him out there on the perimeter and stuff like that. Josh Allen is a hum- humongous human being. Um, I mean... If you're a defensive back, you are not looking to square up Josh Allen. It's like with Cam Newton early on in his career too, right? And I, I think if you have that on your side, you got to utilize that if you're Buffalo and not not avoid it. Uh, I, I get it. He's got a strong arm. He can make every throw. He makes a big plays. And okay, Knox don't drop the touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with Shakir, you know, catch that deep one. Um, you know, things like that. I get it, but. In order to beat Cincinnati, in my opinion, and as you get closer and closer to that AFC championship game, you have to have this man involved in the game in a significant way with his legs. Uh, And so I think they're on the wrong route if they don't do that. Uh, If they do that, this is how good this football team is. They lost three games this year by a combined eight total points. 
I mean, you had the overtime situation mm-hmm. against right. Minnesota uh, and then the mistakes against the Jets. And then, okay, Josh um, pulls the string uh, against uh, Miami. You know, we don't know what would have happened uh, against Cincinnati, uh, but 13-3, and three, uh, and then you can account for under, you know, five occurrences in a, in a season, not a game, in a season in which cost the Buffalo Bills uh, three, victor- uh, three victories there. So that's how good they are. And if they can get to and stick with Josh Allen being a part of the offense in a significant way, not just throwing the football, uh, I, I think this team is unbeatable. It makes a ton of sense, when, especially thinking people like you, former players or executives who say the turnover margin is the most important aspect to winning a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and being able to protect the ball. But you look at, say, the three meetings between the Bills and Dolphins this year where the Bills rack up 943 yards of total offense in the first two meetings, had a big offensive day on Sunday in a 34-31 win, but the aggregate final score was only plus four right. in the three games for Buffalo because they turned the ball over five times in the three games. It feels like that's the one thing holding Buffalo back, but is it fair to say still the team with the highest ceiling offensively of the three or I should say not even offensively, just as an entire team. Like if Buffalo were to clean up some of the, uh, some of the mistakes, I would still, like I power rate them higher than both Kansas City by a very narrow margin and higher than Cincinnati right now. It's just a matter of trust and how much do they clean those up. And that's, I think, the thing you're obviously fearful of right now. Yeah, I mean, because you can get into situations where you force the ball as a passer and um, uh, you're, you're trying to make something happen uh, during the course of a game. Whereas it becomes easier if you can make things happen with your legs, too. I, I think uh, it breaks down the defense. It gives them something else to think about. Uh, uh, now we got to defend uh, the width of the field as far and as, and as well as the length, right? I mean, uh, the matchups are, are off the charts in your favor because how do you match up against a quarterback that's that mobile and that dangerous as a runner? He's the second leader rusher on the team. Um, so if, if you get away from that, Buffalo... Now you're playing into what they want you to do, right? And, and what they prepared for, what they certainly can adjust to uh, as well. And so, um, yeah, it's concerning because I just don't want Buffalo to rely solely on the ability of Josh Allen to throw the football. Right. It, the funny thing, I, I couldn't help but think about this watching the game Sunday, Buffalo-Miami, thinking about from your perspective as a player, like I get that it's a playoff game, mm-hmm. right? And you know, you know what is on the line once you get to that position. But Buffalo's up 17-0 in a game against Miami with a third-string quarterback coming on the road. The game felt over. As much as as it is convenient for us to blast Buffalo for the constant mistakes they have made and and the continuous turnovers from Josh Allen that you laid out, how much of that as a player do you feel like Buffalo kind of took the foot off the gas and said, all right, we got this, guys. We're not losing to this Miami team. Like, Is that a real thing? Well, I, I mean, lack of focus and, and turnovers and things like that, right? I mean, that, that can really haunt you and hurt you. Um, but like I said before, you know, Buffalo, they're, they're more than capable, and I think they believe in themselves they're competent enough to overcome those type mm-hmm. of uh, situations. You know, taking your foot off the gas, um, that is a coaching decision. I mean, think about it. As players, you want to compete, you want to dominate, but you want to put up numbers. Like, as a receiver, I'm like, I don't want to run the football. I want to throw the football and score touchdowns. Um, and then as a running back, uh, you know, let's, let's get to some explosive type of plays yeah. if we can. I mean, you never want to say, okay, let's be conservative. Let's, let's not do that anymore. We're okay. I mean, 
it, it's just difficult to get yourself that way mentally. Yeah. So it would be a coaching decision. Yeah, and, well, and it's almost too just like one of those internal mental things. Like you don't mm. you don't necessarily speak it out loud. It's just right. you relax a little bit. You take all right, oh, we got this. You could argue for both Cincinnati and Buffalo. Our whole narrative is two teams that look very unimpressive, mm-hmm. but Cincinnati was up nine nothing against the second string banged up quarterback. You kind of felt like the game's over. San Francisco did this up ten nothing out of the gates against Seattle. They kind of relaxed for a quarter right. before turning it into high gear. And Buffalo did the same thing. So I wonder if that's an overreaction a little bit by us. No, I mean, I think that's a better, a better reaction, a better, that's actionable information to have as a better, knowing the tendencies of a coach. Like, mm-hmm. will they throttle it down? Have they yeah. done that before? In what instances? And, uh, you know, from a spread standpoint, I mean, factor that in, I think, a little bit. Uh, the conservative nature, uh, the one possession type nature of games. Like, that was so advantageous if you're betting the vikings all year long for me it was anyway uh, i'm like wait a minute this is obviously mm-hmm. that's a trade of the team mm-hmm. yeah that's their nature right and you know to me the nature of buffalo is to score 30. the nature of kansas city is to score 30. like i've been on teams in which okay we're scoring 35 points today uh and that was your mindset all week long and uh, I think you get to that and you stick with that if you involve everybody, if you're Buffalo, though. At least for now, though. Buffalo yeah. Bills. Mike Pritchard's wrong yeah. route, right route. 49ers. You're to, oh, you're going to the team I, I do like this week, the Niners. Because they have that attitude. I mean, they've had that attitude. It doesn't matter if it was Trey Lance. It didn't matter if it was Jimmy G. It didn't matter if it's Brock Purdy now. That mindset has not changed. Uh, we're scoring 30, yeah. uh, you know, if we can. And uh, we're going to run the football. I don't care what you guys do up front. We're going to run the football. Um, and then defensively, they're just waiting on everybody to get healthy. Uh, and once everybody is healthy, they were on a historic, or they are on a historic um, defensive effort. I mean, opponents' points per game, number one. And like, if you look at the defenses that are notable at one Super Bowl, like the Broncos, Super Bowl 50, um, the Ravens, uh, was it 2000? I want to say. Yes. Um, yeah. The Bears in 85, you know. Um, I know I'm forgetting a defense. Um, there's a look, there's, been there's one more in there that's historic in terms of uh, what the 49ers are doing. Uh, so uh, it's incredible, you know, what the what the 49ers defense is doing and what that team is doing, and they're hitting on all cylinders offensively. They're 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 hitting on they're throwing the ball to everybody, uh, and everybody's happy with their production too. So uh, I, I think you know the only thing that can stop the 49ers right now is the 49ers mm-hmm. and. Uh, the fact that if they don't play their best game or if they make a ton of mistakes out there. But I, I don't see that happening. Think about the, I mean, the three games we just mentioned. Bills, Bengals, 49ers all get up big early. All kind of, look, Ted had that mental brief lapse game. Mm-hmm. They were either tied or down in the game. Two of those teams narrowly win and kind of yeah. did, all, did all they could to blow those games. One of those teams was San Francisco. And they, you know, give them credit. Down at the half and they absolutely torch Seattle out of halftime and you kind of feel like now you, you trust Brock Purdy as a quarterback right you have that trust in him now I would think I, I have do. more trust in Kyle <laughs> yeah okay yeah, that's fair I have more trust in Kyle I I find myself trusting Purdy he had yeah. a couple of shaky throws early in the rain but a couple weeks now we've asked him to show us what he can do when either down or in a tight game and he's, he's proven he's got the medal at least to me at this point okay when we return josh applebaum from Vison morning daily bet some early thoughts from him where is the market moving on divisional weekend you're listening to the lombardi line on Vison with ben wilson and mike pritchard 
If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season. Where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the sports betting network that is vsin.com slash subscribe josh applebaum said to join us now as he always does on tuesdays back on the lombardi line presented by betmgm great to see josh host of our decent morning daily bets podcast give him a follow at josh underscore insights you're in boston josh i feel like every bostonian right now is is uh, contractually obligated if they're coming on a sports media network to give their thoughts on Tom Brady, the season ending for Brady and the Bucks. Uh, Josh, floor is yours. What's next for uh, for Mr. Brady? Yeah, so Ben and Pritch, it's great to be with you. So uh, who knows what's going to happen here? I'll just tell you kind of from my perception of my whole life, watching Brady and how he kind of handles press conferences. Seemed to me at the end of that press conference last night that he's not hanging it up. He was kind of saying almost goodbye to Tampa Bay, the way he was thanking the media, thanking the organization, saying what a great uh, you know, uh, great team and just group of, of, of personnel and players and coaches and front office. So to me, that was kind of a goodbye of, I'm not hanging it up, but I might be going to play somewhere else next year. So I know there's a lot of prop bets out there across the market. To me, the Raiders make the most sense. You got rid of Derek Carr. Are you really going to turn the uh, you know the keys to the car over to Stidham? Probably not. You have the McDaniels uh, connection there with Tom Brady. So to me, that makes the most sense, guys. And I'll just tell you, in New England, this is a really weird offseason because the Patriots, from a Patriots angle, they put out a press release saying they're they're um, uh, they're negotiating a contract with Mayo. They're going to search for an offensive coordinator. They never put that stuff out. They never volunteer that stuff. To me, that tells me that Belichick got taken down a peg. His experiment with Patricia and obviously Judge did not work. I think Robert Kraft took over, said, Belichick, we're not going to screw around anymore. We're going to we're gonna keep Mayo as maybe your successor. We're going to bring in a real OC. As a Patriots fan, that gets me excited. I want Bill O'Brien. But, guys, I think Brady might be joining you guys in Vegas. Well, I should have known, yeah, no, known that would know. quickly devolve right. into Patriots. Of Josh coming in hot he, always, he always <laughs> finds a way to circle it or, you know, <laughs> ask him a question about somebody else. It'll go yeah. all the way back into the Patriots. Always, Brett. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you said you watched Brady your entire life. I mean, that performance last night, uh, he looked old. Josh, I mean, I, I, I don't know what Brady's going to do. Uh, he threw for 4,700 yards this year. If he has a running game, do you think that type of Brady uh, can lead a team to a playoffs? Definitely, I think so. And again, I'm watching the game too, Pritch, and I'm wondering, you know, is he just getting rid of the ball? Is he inaccurate? Like, what's the deal here? It seemed like every pass was into the ground. Remember, he had offensive line issues all year. I think yeah. that was a big reason why, even with Jensen coming back, that a lot of people did like that uh, That under 11 win total was super juiced down to the under, or just up to the under, whichever way you want to look at it. So you give him a good offensive line, you give him a running game, also, you know, Byron Leftwich, you know, going from Leftwich to McDaniels, I think that makes a big upgrade here for Brady. So we'll see. I mean, he still got it. It didn't look good last night. Maybe it was just a bad matchup, a bad night against that really good Dallas defense. But I admit uh, that, that didn't look like Brady to me last night, but it just based on the press conference, reading the tea leaves, seeing his, his reaction, mm -hmm. didn't seem to me like he's, he's retiring. Seems to me like he wants to go to a better team with a better line, a better run game and better coaching. And I think Vegas checks off those boxes. Mm -hmm. See if that actually manifests. Yeah, At least right. for now, the season for the Bucks is over. We can move on to the teams into the final eight. We'll start, Josh, with the first game Saturday, Jacksonville and Kansas City. Open Chiefs minus nine, total of 52 in the market. Some movement to the over and to the underdog. Josh, how do you break down the market in this one? 
Yeah, so let's try to hit on all four games here in this spot. And I'm going to differentiate the four games between two trendy dogs to maybe be careful of and maybe avoid and two sharp contrarian dogs that I think have a lot of value. So this would be one of my good dogs here. This is a uh, contrarian sharp dog with a reverse line move. I'm liking the Jags in this one, guys. This one game opened, uh, this game opened, as you mentioned, Ben, you know, minus nine. I saw minus nine and a half out there. Now you're down to minus eight and a half. So that's important because the public is on Patrick Mahomes. How can you blame them? You know, they've had a week off. Uh, rested and ready to go. Jags obviously had that miracle comeback win against the, uh, the Chargers, but you're getting 60% of bets on Kansas City. And again, take it with a grain of salt. These percentages are real, but they're more meaningful when you get closer uh, to kickoff here. That's when the public really starts to bet these games later in the week. But even if you just look at kind of, you know, slight majority of bets here or 60% on Kansas City, you know, you open nine, nine and a half, you should either be staying where you're at or maybe even inching closer to 10. No, 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 no. That's going the other way. We've seen this line drop Toward the Jaguars, they would match a couple systems for me, guys. Uh, playoff road dogs, they're three and one ATS so far this postseason. They're 33 and 21 against the spread, 61% the last five postseasons. You also get a playoff dog who missed the playoffs last year. Kind of a buy low. Public says, hey, it's a fluke, or maybe you don't deserve to be here. They, they, they kind of uh, discount you for your lack of experience. But those teams are four and one ATS this postseason. They're 33 and 16 ATS. 67% the last five postseason. So I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence and the points here. Jags are 8-5 and five ATS as a dog uh, this year. And Kansas City, despite their great record, as a favorite, they are just 5-10 and 10 ATS. As a home favorite, they are just 2-5 and five ATS. And as a favorite of minus 7 or more, they're just 3-6 and six ATS. So this is kind of one, one of those divisional round games where typically you see the home favorite win, but they don't always cover. It's more of a 50-50 bet here in terms of covering the number. And this would be a contrarian dog with a reverse line move. Guys, I'm liking the Jags. I'd be looking at the eight and a half and the nine, especially if you can find it. Yeah, from a contrarian standpoint, it makes a ton of sense because the public has not heard yet uh, that Andy <laughs> Reid is so great after a buy, right? I mean, that's going to start influencing, <laughs> I think, the public here in this gang and this matchup. You're so right here, Pritch. And again, that's a system that when you go on, you know, hashtag gambling Twitter and start mm. one, there's always that one stat or one you know piece of info that the public really, really latches onto. And got to admit, he has been great. But I'll throw one back at you, Pritch. If you look at uh, divisional round uh, favorites here coming off a bye. Mm -hmm. Actually, fading those teams has been pretty good. If you look at the last 15 postseasons, fading a divisional round favorite off a bye, you're 40 and 28 against the spread, 59%. So that kind of goes to show you again that these teams off a bye, you get to rest, you get the game plan. Reed is obviously the best at it, but you typically win. You don't always cover. I think it's a, a feather in the cap. And I'm let the public love that stat, Pritch. I think I want more contrarian value. Uh, on the Jaguars. Oh, the Eagles are the other team that, yeah. that fall into that category this week is the NFC's number one seed. Josh taking on the Giants as a seven and a half point favorite market wide. What do you expect to see the market do in this game? So this would be one of my be careful of dogs here. Be, be a little bit wary because, you know, if I just looked at the lines, I saw the lines open. I'm like, man, I love the G-men here. Take the seven and a half. Uh, however, be a little bit careful. The Giants are getting 70% of bets. They are a really, really public play here. And unlike the Jags where the line's going in their favor, this thing's pretty much staying where it's at. You know, a lot of books we're seven and a half, stayed seven and a half. I saw books that were minus seven uh, toward the the, um, the Eagles here, and now they're up to minus seven and a half. So that just tells me I'd be a little bit wary. I do like the divisional dog angle. You saw a couple of those divisional dogs with uh, both the, uh, the the Ravens and the Miami Dolphins cover that number. It's definitely, you know, hard third time around to win and cover. So that would be in your, in your favor. And you have Daniel Jones, who's now 17 and five ATS as a road dog. But if I see a dog getting 70%, guys, I get PTSD to the national championship game with the Horn Frogs uh, of TCU getting 70%. So be a little bit careful. Let's see where this moves next. Uh, as of now, the G-Men look good just at first glance, but I'd be careful of a primetime game, 8 o'clock, in which you are getting a very, very trendy dog 
The contrarian play there would be to buy low and take the Eagles or maybe tease them down. All right, another contrarian dog. It has to be the Cowboys, I'm assuming, uh, here, Josh Applebaum. I mean, we just saw the Cowboys last night, short week and all this stuff. And uh, I mean, the Cowboys are a public team, though, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, but from a percentage bet standpoint, uh, it looks like they can be a contrarian dog situation. Yeah, so put this in the, the bucket of the Jaguars, a, a, a kind of contrarian dog that I like here, Pritch. I like the the, uh, the Cowboys in this one. Now, a couple reasons. You mentioned it. Cowboys, America's team, big trendy team, but they're not trendy in this game. As of right now, this is your most lopsided play of the weekend. You're getting uh, across the board almost 75% of bets on San Francisco. Just the love for San Fran. They're, it's deserving. They've been great. Purdy stepped right in and got them to an even better place here now. You're hearing rumblings of at least Boston. Scott Zolak mentioned he, last time he saw a young quarterback rookie to, you know, take a team to a title. It was, you know, Tom Brady back in 01. So you're getting these this love for San Francisco uh, that is kind of getting out of hand here. The thing that I like, though, is majority bets are on San Fran. But again, like the Jags, this line's dropping to the Dallas Cowboys. This one opened. I saw some shops minus four uh, San Francisco. I even saw four and a half. Now you're down to pretty much three and a half across the board. And at least a couple books are plus three and a half, minus 115 to Dallas. So this thing looks like it may even fall further. I'd be looking to take the points here, guys. If you look at dogs with a line move in their favor, which would match here with Dallas, it also matches with the Jaguars. 17 and seven against the spread, 71% the last five postseasons. And those playoff road dogs, 61% ATS last five postseasons. So Shanahan, he covered that number against Seattle, but he's really good as a uh, as a dog historically. Uh, he's 60% ATS, but as a favorite, just 48% ATS. Maybe it's a three-point game, guys. The hook could be critical. I like the Cowboys in a rear contrarian spot on the road as a dog. Does it worry at all, Josh, that this market's only been up 15 hours, very low <laughs> limits, and there's usually a lot more changes early in the week with something like that? It's a great point, Ben. Yeah, you got to kind of wait this thing out. Again, the early moves are meaningful to me because it tells me that the wise guys who have their projections on these games, maybe they thought, hey, that Jags line was a little too high value on Jags or the line on San Fran was too high value on Dallas. Uh, Percentage-wise, again, they're going to be more meaningful later in the week. Those early moves, sometimes they're predictive. You got to be aware of a head fake. Uh, but I'd be looking toward, again, as of now, the Jags and the Cowboys as a pretty good uh, uh, contrarian place here, getting points in divisional round weekend. Josh Applebaum, you can follow mm -hmm. him at Josh underscore mm -hmm. insights, host of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets and the Market Insights podcast. Josh, coming in always uh, hot, and, hot and fast and furious, ready to go <laughs> on a Tuesday with Tom Brady, possibly out of Tampa. Josh, as always, <laughs> thanks for the time. Appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Ben, go Badgers tonight. Go bad. Tyler Wall is back, uh, sounds like, for the Badgers tonight. Josh Applebaum apparently on my home state, Wisconsin Badgers there tonight, Mike Pritchard. All right, when we come back, some look at the quarterbacks still left in the NFL playoffs and some futures talk as we wrap up the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One line move as we wrap up the show. Just saw this pop over at South Point where we go next here on VEASAN with VEASAN Big, Big Bets, Dave Ross and Amal Shaw. South Point, uh, one of the uh, bigger books in the Nevada jurisdiction market, just went to Bills minus six. Mm. Straight to minus six, Pritch. Yeah, that offensive line situation, I think, is going to start popping up this yeah. week. Jonah Williams, yeah. week to week with a dislocated kneecap. That's the latest. Left tackle, third now starting offensive lineman to go down for Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Mike. And at a certain point, you have, you have to respect what the market is doing. Yeah. It's been one-way action now uh, coming towards Buffalo. Yeah, Kappa with the ankle. So even if he plays, he's got going to be 100%. Uh, and then Collins is out. So um, <laughs> dislocated kneecap, right? That is the report, yes, on Jonah Williams. So... Uh, it, it's interesting. And, you know, look, the market, I mean, there's, I'm looking at across my screen, mm-hmm. every book has now gone to, uh, to five at this point. Every single book at, 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 uh, at, the, at the least is a consensus five. Opener four, yep. again, one-way traffic there yep. to Buffalo. Uh, you were just showing me, too, in the last break. <laughs> Apparently, some videos now starting to make the rounds on social media of a, of a Mike McCarthy celebration in the locker yeah. room for Dallas last I'm, night. I'm trying to understand the dance. The only thing so I can think can of. can you describe, can you? Yeah, he's can, got. Can you describe this for us, Pritch? Well, or, uh, so if you've ever been to Vegas and, you know, you walk up and down Fremont Street, they got these chains, right? And the sure. logo uh, of, of the team. Uh, so he's got a big chain on with the logo uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> 
and he's I think he's dancing. What would you describe the dance as? The Fred Sanford. I call it <laughs> Fred Sanford. If anybody's familiar with Sanford and Son, oh <laughs> Fred that's Sanford, how he walked. That's, that's, that's how McCarthy's trying to do um, <laughs> I'm liking San Francisco more and more as we as we talk. Yeah, about yeah. San Francisco coming in leads us into some <laughs> uh, some futures thoughts and the discussion. Updated odds board now shows the if you look at uh, BetMGM right now, Kansas City Chiefs plus two eighty Super Bowl favorites at this point, plus one fifty to win the AFC title. As they are your pretty steady favorites. 49ers now, they've leapfrogged the Eagles in the futures market in the NFC as well as on the Super Bowl odds board now down to 4-1. to one. Eagles sitting at 5-1 to one, while the Bills are the second choice, plus 325 to win mm-hmm. it all and plus 175 to win the AFC. You and I are probably both in the, the same boat that it's hard to really advocate for a futures bet on just one of these markets, Super Bowl uh, yeah. Super Bowl or conference at this point, but what uh, stands out to you from from having well, one week of data in the playoffs? So the Bills 5-1, to one, uh Earlier this year, uh, beginning of the year, really, because I have the Bills and the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. I've been all over the Bills, so I'm hoping they get to the Super Bowl and win it, obviously. But from this standpoint right now, uh, odds to win the AFC, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't bet it. Um, you know, the Jags, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, what has to happen for the Jags, right? Uh, you know, to win the AFC, obviously uh, getting hot, but you know, they're a young team prone to a lot of mistakes. Uh, and that's the profile of the team that I can't bet on that. The Bengals, that offensive line is rearing its ugly head right now. And, you know, it's, I, I, plus 175 for the Bills, I, I just don't see the value there. It's hard to find a, a ton of value at this point yeah. on the futures board. But you bring up Jacksonville, who is the long shot, 35-1. Mm-hmm. to 1. They are plus 350 consensus on the money line this week against uh, Kansas City. And as we break down the quarterbacks from mm-hmm. what you've seen so far, Trevor Lawrence is the one that stands out as, as the most enigmatic because of a four-interception first half and then a four-touchdown second half leading a Frank Reich-esque comeback, third-largest playoff comeback of all time for the Jacksonville Jaguars against L.A. What, Lawrence, do you believe we'll see down the stretch uh, next week? I settled down, Trevor. Um, on social, I guess he celebrated. He went to Waffle House. Uh, I can respect that, uh, by the way. Um, but, you know, Trevor is, is a transcendent, player you know um I don't know if people knew that about Patrick Mahomes until he got to the National Football League clearly he sat out a year with Alex uh but Trevor as as a freshman uh covering the league as long as I have I mean there is people in the league that's like this guy needs to come out now he can't can't come out of course he's a freshman uh but he's turning into what a lot of people believed he could become uh and he's just getting started so are, is he going to make rookie mistakes? Absolutely, 1,000%. Uh, but the upside uh, is incredible. And they haven't even involved this guy with his athleticism yet. Uh, obviously, you got to keep him healthy. And, and he'll do that when he needs to. Uh, but his accuracy, his, his intelligence at the line of scrimmage, too, is so much different than it was at Clemson. Uh, and the offense that he ran, and then, okay, you really didn't have a great indicator last year. But what Peterson's doing and what he's allowing him to do is just going to accelerate that maturation process as well a matchup too against kansas city where first meeting was a, a 10 point game mm-hmm. chiefs narrowly covered a near 10 point spread and in trevor lawrence and jacksonville you look at the, the helter skelter nature of their offensive games but the way they match up against kansas city this is a pretty mediocre defense both run and pass about middle of the pack on the season mm-hmm. and over the last six weeks the chargers got got lawrence into trouble by by taking away those quick two-step drop back easy short throws they, they took those away early I wonder how much Kansas City employs that same approach Mike considering 
their their overall lack of depth as a defense and how they have been susceptible to the big play? Do they just look to to quickly rush the passer, try to force him to make those quick first reads, or is it something different from Steve Spagnuolo's defensive approach? Well, Spags, I mean, he, he's a pressure type of player, uh, coach uh, for his players, and uh, I think they have a game record, though, Chris Jones. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have a Chris Jones problem. How are they going to uh, solve that one? What are they going to do from a protection standpoint when he moves around the line of scrimmage? You know, he can be on left guard or right guard. He can even get out wide sometimes. And so uh, as an offense, how are you going to account for that? Because they're going to have to. Uh, certainly going to have to run the football. I think the balance attack or close to a balance attack has helped Trevor uh, as well. But, uh, you know, Trevor at the line of scrimmage can help that in terms of recognizing the blitz, uh, Ben, uh, and then certainly getting into situations or going to your hot routes or your quicker reads if you have to. Uh, so I think they can adjust to that. It's just they got to solve the, the Chris Jones issue, because mm -hmm. I, I do think that's an issue for Jacksonville. The, the pass blocking, very, very mediocre for Jacksonville yeah. on the season. Graded out 19th if you combine pressure rate allowed and the pass block win rate that ESPN has, 19th in the league. Yeah. 29th in run blocking. So it, th that's some of the concern I would have, especially with Kansas City having the extra week mm -hmm. in preparation. But I, I see this being a tighter game than the eight and a half. I'd make it more like six and a half, seven. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City, and, and, you know, off a of buy, I'm trying to go over their numbers off the buy this this year. Earlier this year, off of the buy, they beat Tennessee 20 to 17. They started off really slow yeah, uh, in and that, that was game. The, and that was the Malik Willis and game. That was where they Malik almost won Ward the game, almost won not that even game. Uh, completing basically right, a Right, right. So, so we'll see there. yeah, but, you know, the experience, the continuity, everything's on the side, the mentality too, everything goes through Arrowhead, not this year, uh, if they get to the AFC Championship game. But, uh, no, this is, and, and in fact, I mean, this is their only playoff game, if you think about it, because if they win it, the AFC Championship game's at a neutral site. So that's going to be fed into this football if, team. Assuming, this right, if Buffalo, yeah, if it's a, it's, yeah. Chief, yeah, Chief I mean, Buffalo, yeah, if it's yeah. Buffalo, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, Cincinnati, I think it's a neutral site too, though, right? I mean, but, um, so if Cincinnati prevails and, and beats Buffalo, because Cincinnati has one fewer game, Mm -hmm. uh, just like Buffalo has a fewer game, yeah. a one fewer game. So the NFL put out, or Adam Schefter had this uh, for you know Kansas City and Buffalo and, and teams like that to start making right. accommodations for Atlanta is where that neutral yeah. site uh, would be. Yeah, and as far as if, if you're looking for actual value right now from the futures uh, for the futures point of view, mm -hmm. I look at, I can't help but look at Super Bowl MVP and say if there's ever a team where a non-quarterback would win Super Bowl MVP, where the vast majority of Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks. So the market is heavily shaded towards that. It's San Francisco, where you have some very intriguing long shots, starting with Christian McCaffrey at mm -hmm. 14 to 1, Debo Samuel 30 to 1. I'd even throw out Nick Bosa, who's now taking some money. He's 90 to 1. Okay. But is, isn't that the one way you, you feel like there could be some value to, to at least attack a Super Bowl MVP market? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, uh, it's typically a quarterback um, award situation. We saw Cooper Cup <laughs> win it last year. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, even though you could have made a case for Aaron Donald. Um, but for me and my money, I mean, 14-1 with Christian McCaffrey uh, because he does so much. He's a halfback, and, I mean, he could have, you know, 60 receiving yards on top of 120 rushing yards uh, in a Super Bowl, yeah. right? And so mm -hmm. all-purpose standpoint, uh, for 14-1, I think there's some value with that situation.
I'm with you as well. I'm mm-hmm. totally with. I, I just also saw an article. The NFL uh, they they just released their ticketing plans for mm-hmm. that potential. So if you got to be the season ticket holders for both teams get early access, but that will be fascinating to see how the tickets end up getting allocated. Again, if it's Buffalo, Kansas City, that that's the one scenario where you would get a neutral site AFC Championship game in Atlanta. It's gonna be a hot ticket if that is indeed the matchup, and those are two of the favorites this week. Yeah. So we'll see. Mike Pritchard, great being with you as you always. You too, absolutely. These, these shows are such a pleasure. Yeah. We only get to do them once a week, I so we, we have to fly when we're together. Uh, Michael Lombardi's back on the show tomorrow. I'll be back with Michael as we thank all of you for tuning in. For our producer, Brian Ortega, and the rest of the crew, we say so long from the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.